welcome back to the Amateur Artsy Podcast. I'm Ashley and I'm Jackie. And for this week's episode, we will actually be talking about a an anime um, childhood film called Spirited Away. So Jackie, would you like to give us a bit of an introduction about the film? Sure. So the film came out in 2001 and it was written and directed by apologies for any like incorrect pronunciation just from the start. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, <laughs> Ms. Oh no, no, I'm already stumbling. Hang on. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, hey, yo, Miyazaki. I should have practiced this. Like I saw it in words and I was like, I can pronounce that. But now, of course, I'm seeing it for the first time. Yeah, we should have, like, <laughs> even I'm a bit scared, too, because I feel like we're trying. We, yeah, we should have, like, looked into, like, videos of them pronouncing their names. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. We'll just we'll apologize for any mistakes and anyone who's fluent in Japanese and you can be as offended as you like. And <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> So it's a Studio Ghibli film, and I did actually Google how to pronounce this one because it's rather debated. Mm-hmm. And the Japanese pronunciation actually has a bit more of an R, like an R sound in there. So it's oh, okay. even though it's a it's an Italian name, mm. it's Ghibli. So because that's what that's what Miyazaki calls it. So that's what we're gonna call it. Okay. Um, I've only seen a few Studio Ghibli films but um, I really like what I have seen like just like the the artwork and the the stories are usually pretty good Uh, Mm. what's what's your experience with Studio Ghibli I've seen some as well actually funny I thought but talking about this I actually recently on Facebook because I follow a few pages I Mm. came across someone commented like something about Disney films and like the Studio Ghibli films and they said that um Disney films they like they touch the heart but like Studio Ghibli films touch the soul and I feel like that really speaks about their movies because it's like it's so deep I feel like I haven't seen that many myself because I've um I've seen Spirit Away, but I've seen it, like, once. I've seen um, My Neighbor Totoro. Um, Totoro that one's just so precious. That was the, uh, that was actually the first one I was introduced to. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I saw it with my sister once, and then I saw it again. I actually showed Nick the film, and, like, he was obsessed with it. It was so cute. <laughs> and I've, I've seen um, Ponyo as well, but, like, that's the only ones from my knowledge. That I've haven't, seen. I haven't seen Ponyo, but I've, a, lot of, a lot of people have told me to watch it. So, so I'll get to that eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into the plot. Well, like the, I'll, I'll like do like a brief rundown of the plot of the film. Yeah. So we've got Chihiro, who's 10 years old, and she's moving with her family to another city. And the family are going in a car which is being driven by the dad. And of course, having to be the manly man, he's like, Mm. I'm a manly man. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, 
I know the I know the directions. Yeah. <laughs> no. Which he doesn't. And yeah, so they yeah. get lost and they end up going through a tunnel to an apparently abandoned amusement park. Mm. And there's just this random food there and her parents eat it. And she like is just like wandering around and she runs into Haku who yeah. tells her to leave. And then when she comes back to her parents, she realizes that they've been turned into pigs. And so she ends up staying to try and save her parents. And what she ends up doing is working at this bathhouse for spirits, basically. And uh, the sort of the, the plot of the film is based on a lot of Shinto Buddhist folklore. So the spirits are called Kami and we encounter spirits of at least two rivers in the um in the story yeah and miyazaki sort of explains the whole thing by saying that um in my grandparents time it was believed that kami existed everywhere in trees rivers insects wells anything my generation does not believe this but i like the idea that we should all treasure everything because spirits might exist there and we should treasure everything because there is a kind of life to everything. And I thought oh, that was really cool. That's really beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, there's there's like there's like a lot of like depth and like Japanese culture in the story. Oh yeah. And 100%. Yeah. So the the budget was one point nine to two billion yen which converts okay. to 15 to 19.2 million, I assume, US. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was at the time, yeah. And so, and then in the box office, it made $352.3 million back. Wow. US dollars. <laughs> so <Wow. laughs> it killed it in the box office. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's still doing really great too. Yeah. Like um and actually there was a there's an extra thing I read which was that it surpassed Titanic in becoming the highest grossing film of all time in Japan at the Whoa. time. Oh my god. Wow. And it makes sense. Actually, yeah. yeah. I don't this, know like Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I keep cutting you off, sorry. This is the difficulty of doing this without being face-to-face. It's just so much harder to read, like, whether you're about to say something. (laughs) Um, You go first. (laughs) Um, So, it, um, it's, what did I just say? Oh, my God. I was oh yeah I was about to say like um I don't know where it stands now in terms of like highest grossing films in Japan but yeah mm. anyway what were you yeah, gonna say yeah I was kind of linked to that I was basically gonna say this it's a really big film like I had seen it so long ago but I'm I feel like I know I knew a lot about it because it's everywhere like, you know mm. what I mean? Like, you see it constantly being advertised everywhere. Or, like, everyone talks about it. I feel like it's something that, like, almost everyone knows about, especially from, like, No Face and stuff. Like, you've seen, like, I've seen the character, like, pop up. Yeah, like, the, the, like, the, the No Face's face, funnily enough. Mm. Like, the mask yeah. sort of thing. I've seen that before, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those films, like, 
it's so big like it's still really relevant like you bring it up and mm. like people would have at least heard about it you know what I mean if you bring it up with someone they'd be like oh yeah I've heard of it or like you know I've seen it all I've come across like images about it and stuff but yeah. I feel like it's such a huge film like worldwide but that's really impressive though yeah but, it really is yeah actually uh another little note on that like I I noticed when I was reading up about it that the it had won some awards so I just decided to google just earlier what awards it had won and I just I can't list them because it's literally over 30 awards the film won wow just like from different various um things and it's just like that's amazing but like it deserves all of it especially because it came out in 2001 yeah right yeah like for the time as well I feel like the animation style is like amazing all like Mm anime styles are like just wow Mm. it's really good yeah and especially like it it is a two about a two hour two two hour and a bit film but it hits on a lot of like we'll talk about it later but there's a lot of depth to the film yeah like even like because i um while they're watching it and stuff like i had my sister sitting with me as well and she was picking up on like a lot there's a lot of plot holes here and there but i think they leave it purposefully there just so you can think about it and think about it in depth. So it's one of those films, like, you know what I mean? They can go out from watching it and, like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, this happened. And, like, maybe this this meaning, like, symbolizes this and et cetera, like we were talking about and stuff. Yeah. You know and I mean? um, there was, like, there's a bunch of other meanings, like, even ones that um, the director has explicitly said he, like, took influence from and stuff. But we'll we'll come back to that and talk about it at, yeah. at the end, I reckon. Oh, uh, I should probably mention at this point the uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes scores. Yeah. <laughs> so not surprisingly, it did pretty well in both of those. It got 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb, yeah. which is, yeah, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And then the tomato meter gave it 97%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, the audience score was 96%. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, just yeah, all around did pretty well. It makes sense, yeah. It's really good. I mean, um, not surprising, but also, like, yeah. It's an amazing film. Like, I have no fault for it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, Without further ado, I'll uh, I'll let you dive into the cast. <laughs> yeah. So upon first searching it up, I I was really confused because I saw like like English actors and I was like, wait, what is this? And then I realized I think they they did a dubbed version of it as uh, well. that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> really confused. I'm like, they wouldn't do that. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just had to add that. On the IMDb page, I'm uh, I'm gonna try my hardest. Uh, so well, I wish you luck. <laughs> so Ch- 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 Chihiro, um, Og- uh, Og- Og- no, the main character, the girl. Yeah. She. <laughs> she the voice actors, um, Rumi Hiraji. 
Yeah. So she's on like a lot of popular anime movies like Ponyo. Um, what's another one? From Up on Poppy Hill. Just a lot of anime films. There's some um, Japanese movies like reality movies. So she seems to be a pretty a relatively big actress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There. So next is um, Haiku. So that he's um, voice acted by Mayu Irina, who's also done some relatively. It's mostly just voice acting for anime, TV shows, and movies like mm-hmm. um, Garden of Worlds, The Silent Voice. Yeah, similar to um, Rumi. Um, then there's actresses like um, Mari Natsuki, who did Yubaba, the voice of Yubaba. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of similar. She's been in just mostly Jap- Japanese TV shows and films. Um, there's no one else really notable. A lot of them don't have much stuff behind them. Uh-huh. But yeah, those are like kind of the three main ones. Mm-hmm. the cast but yeah I found it interesting that they did a dubbed version as well so I just yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah that's like basically the main cast so mm-hmm. should we go into our first impressions and stuff yeah okay so for me the first thing that I got was like the animation was amazing along with the soothing music i feel like throughout the whole film in general the music and the animation style they were just perfect especially Mm -hmm. for like each scenario like if it was like an intense scene the music it was like an orchestra sort of did you get that as well yeah like the the piano was just so Mm -hmm. beautiful and so haunting basically like the melody that they continue to have like throughout the film for certain mm. things it's just like it really it's was, very iconic too as well as like yeah, yeah. really beautiful mm. I feel like it just worked like it just even like if there's an intense scene you'd get like intense music and like mm. a soothing scene you'd get really beautiful soothing sort of music you know what I mean I feel like mm-hmm. it just all came into place perfectly and with a lot of films that we've reviewed in general I feel like it's when it comes to this animation or like the cinematography and like the music and everything it's just it's all like jarred and there's always some sort of issue we always bring but I feel like this is one of the movies where it's kind of like the the animation style along with the music it just like together you know what I mean yeah just it really works and like the everything about the um like the my brain what is wrong with my brain um (laughs) the um just the way like the 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 painting style we got there eventually it's just it's really (laughs) (laughs) it's just so beautiful basically (laughs) and uh, a lot of people comment on like how the food looks really good oh my god yes i was gonna bring that up too I feel like with a lot of um, 
anime films I've seen, I feel like the it's, the food is so delicious. Like my mouth is watering while watching it because I'm like, I really want to eat it. Then they have like um those buns, those red bean buns, and like when she bit into it. It's just oh, it's like it's oh, made me really hungry. <laughs> so, like they really emphasize that, like with the food, like with the steam coming out of the, like with the chicken with the parents when they came in and they were stuffing their face with the food. Yeah, you saw that hot chicken there. It just it all just looked really good. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I I like how they introduce um, Chihiro as like. Um, like they make it obvious without like shoving it in your face that they're moving and that she doesn't want to start a new school and that she's going through a big change in her life. Yeah. You can see it from like right at the start. Like, yeah, they don't emphasize it on it, but it's pretty clear. You can see, but even when they like zoom in on her and stuff, you can see by, by her like facial expressions and like just her character in general. I feel mm. like they really express that a lot, especially for like an animated film. Yeah. But yeah. Like I like how else? they sort of implied things without making it um mm. like too explicit. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else to add for first impressions? Um no. Oh actually. Uh, very early on when they've like arrived at this amusement park and like um, Chihiro is just like going around sort of exploring and she sees there's this character on the wall that um, the subtitles translated as oil and I, I was like looking into what that meant and apparently it's just a part of the name of the bathhouse however I feel like you could probably take away a little bit of a double meaning there, just given that the film's very like yeah. obvious about its feelings on capitalism and stuff. But anyway, we'll, we'll come back to all that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was, I feel like even the start, like, um, like there was a, a lot of, as beautiful as it was, there was like an underlying sort of spooky vibe, especially in the start when she is walking in and the source of wind as well. Mm, yeah. Something like eerie is about to happen. And like the black tunnel, it was like fully black as well. It was terrifying. Like yeah. they walked in. Like, you know how like they were standing like so close to the tunnel, you felt like something was going to come out and get them. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like I was on edge. I was like, oh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, actually, um, before the last time I watched this movie, I think I must have watched it when I was, like, maybe five? Mm. Around that kind of age. But it was, like, it's... I could remember the scene where um, Jihiro's parents eat the food and turn into pigs. I could remember that scene mm. vaguely, but it was, like, so vague and so lost in my memory that I'd, like, sort of come to believe that either maybe I had watched something that had that in it or maybe it was just a part of a dream or something I'd had, but it was like really tucked away in a really lost part of my brain. And then when I rewatched the film recently, it just like, it just resurfaced and I was like, Oh, that's where that's from. Cause I remember being absolutely terrified. It is quite that. scary, especially for a kid. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of scenes. In it. Like it is rated PG, but I feel like 
there's a lot of scenes that can be quite jarring for the kids. And like, like later this, on, mm, yeah. And like, go more to but yeah. yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what were you saying? Um, like it's just like the thing is like I I recall being terrified of that, but then like having watched the film, there's a few other things in there where I'm like, so yeah. my brain remembered them turning into pigs, but it didn't remember you know people being eaten or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> or being that afraid of that. Yeah. <laughs> this is hmm. a lot. Um, but yeah, should did you have anything else for like your first impressions and stuff before we move on to um, that? Um, no. I actually don't have very much written here in first impressions. There's just a lot, there's a lot written everywhere else, but uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I also, I I just wanted to add like, yeah. um, I feel like the nature, the whole like serenity with the, throughout the movie was quite, it it was beautiful. Like we've spoken about it, but I feel like the way they encapsulated like nature and like even the water when, the girls like walking in the water how the water's so clear and shimmery it's mm. just it's really nice <laughs> and i i feel like that was also like a deliberate stylistic choice like by mm. um miyazaki because like he sort of highlighted how much he likes nature and stuff so it's like of course he'd portray that stuff like beautiful as it is you know mm. anyway but yeah I love yeah um so did you want to start talking about the spookier sort of stuff? Sure. Well, <laughs> I've already sort of mentioned the uh, the first one that I remember scarring me as a kid, which is yeah. the parents turning into pigs. Yeah. I also, um, I brought up as well that it turned night really fast. It's like yeah. they got there and it got like super dark and creepy. And then yeah. Yeah, as soon as it turned night, everything just kind of went like, sideways and t- really scary because like it started off with those shadow monsters at night just like yeah around. like all the spirits just suddenly appear yeah. and it's like yeah, really spooky yeah. this is really creepy and you saw like most of the spirits and stuff they didn't like um humans but like someone nice to her as well you saw but it was kind of interesting i was like oh but yeah but then from that i think the most spookiest one of them most scariest um spirits was the no face oh i love yeah yeah i love that character so much but it's really scary especially the whole scenario where it's like it's faces because you see it wears like that mask sort of thing but like its mouth is like way below mm. so it's quite scary to look at especially because a lot of scenes you see um no faces just watching her and, like, you don't really know at the start, like, what their intentions are, you know what I mean? It's just kind of lurking around and watching her. Yeah, I really I really like how the way they, like, sort of, like, um, sprinkled little bits of no face around the beginning. Mm. Like, for instance, um, Haku tells Chihiro to hold her breath as she crosses the bridge so that the spirits won't see her. But yeah. she does that, and no face can see her anyway. Mm. You'll see, like... Um, the mask like follows her around and like you pick yeah. it up at the start and it's kind of like, Oh, what's up with that? But yeah, mm. it's quite interesting. And I must say like the, the fact that like she goes into the bathhouse and um, some of the guests say, Ooh, you smell like human. You smell tasty. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a bit like, um, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit scary. But yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of quite eerie, creepy scenes mm. throughout the whole thing. Yeah, like, just, like, just the fact that, like, when No Face is in the bathhouse, basically being in the bathhouse turns No Face, like, really dark and, like, starts eating people and then acquiring their characteristics and stuff. That was scary. Because he ate the frog at first and then he started, like, talking in the voice of the frog. And you're kind of like, what's happening here? But yeah, like um, Chihiro, she brought up that um, how the the bath was like, I don't know what she said, but she spoke about it's a negative energy and how, because they're all scared of no face. And there was that, mm. well, I don't remember her name, but there was that, there was that female, that girl who she worked with who oh. was helping her. Was it Lynn? Lynn, I think it was, yeah. I think? Oh, yeah, I had it. I had that cast up, but I, I just... Like I'll get it, but yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, she was like they're all scared of No Face, and like she was kind of like to to hear like why why is he's why is he following you and stuff, and then he was like she said something about the negative energy of the bath. Basically, she was like, no, he's good. It's just the bath makes him evil or something like that. Yeah, there's actually um, uh, Miyazaki had something to say about that, and I'll get. I'll probably come back to this and like explain it in more yeah. detail, but like um, he was sort of saying how no face was someone who was like impressionable and took on the qualities of the people in the bathhouse. And that's sort of like symbolic of um, yeah. Japan's economy and like the way people were behaving, but I'll, I'll come back to yeah. that bit. Um, it was Rin by the way. So it was close. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's actually interesting because it makes sense because no face like such a great character like they were one like i think cheer asked like why are you following me and stuff and then it was like i'm lonely and i was just like oh yeah and, uh, such, I, I love no face mm. yeah that, that actually kind of like sense. kind of childlike to be honest just like kind mm. of lonely and impressionable and just wants wanted a friend. A friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else to add for like any other spooky sort of stuff? Um mainly that stuff, as well as like Yubaba. It's just like oh, she's my a god, scary yes. old lady. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh my god. Just I feel like it's a face the way they kind of made like she had like a bigger head and like the features on her face were quite creepy yeah i think they deliberately wanted to yeah sort of make her very caricatured very witchy mm, yeah yeah quite eerie but yeah other than that yeah that's kind of all i wrote for the spookier sort of stuff yeah um should we move on to do you have any oh uh, you kind of brought up your dislikes um did you have anything else that you maybe disliked a little bit or? Um, not so much like disliked, but just like little um, questionable. things about the characters who are a bit questionable. Like 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, like, just, I've already mentioned, but, like, the dad's insecurity about knowing directions yeah. is, like, related to his masculinity. And it's, like, sort of yeah. just played off as, like, as a funny little thing. And it's it's more just as, like, a plot device, really, just to ensure that they get oh, lost oh. so they end up in the place. But, um, oh, another one is, like, the the baby who is really manipulative. Oh, because baby. <laughs> he's overprotected by Yubaba, who won't let him go outside and just basically is like, like, uh, overprotective to the point of just like babying him, basically. The baby, like, I, at the end, like, we kind of like the baby. Well, I kind of, I grew to like the baby at the end because I feel like yeah. after its experience with Tachira, it became nicer. But at the start, like, upon meeting her, it was scary. Like it grabbed her arm and it's like, what did it say? Like, I'm going to, you have to play with me or I'm going to hurt you or something like that. Yeah. It's and just then like, or I'm going to scream. Started, yeah. And then it started squeezing, like crushing her hand. And yeah. it's, it's, yeah. Then it came out screaming, like, I'm going to kill you or something like that. Like you need to play with me now. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it was and so it's creepy. Like, like yeah. it had a baby voice too. So I feel like it just made it straight ear. <laughs> A child singer. Yeah, and the, like, like the fact that it's just like like that, and then is gonna grow up being like that, being so entitled and everything. Mm. I'm glad it uh, underwent some change, yeah, a bit same. of a character <laughs> development. <laughs> and I must say, the baby was way cuter as a mouse. Oh, hundred percent, so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I found the. I think you brought it up, you, uh, the whole child labor scenario. That was interesting. Mm, yeah, because um, Chihiro's 10 yeah. and is being forced to work at this bathhouse in very dangerous, terrible conditions. Yeah, you can see there's other kids yeah. as well. They're working. And, like, at the start, like, on her first day, you see them, her, like, mopping the floors with a bunch of other kids. And mm. you're like, hmm. It's interesting. <laughs> I guess it just adds to like sort of how evil Yubaba is mm. and like who's sort of like the main villain really. Yeah. Um, should we move on to more of the music and animation style or is there anything? I feel like we've spoken we've quite a of, bit about I feel like we've mostly we've covered that. Yeah. Which was our main comments were it's beautiful, it sounds beautiful, it looks beautiful, it's so beautiful. Perfect. I, d- I don't really have much else to add, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we, we basically covered it. It's really soothing and yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the, um, the comic relief of like the heads and the baby. Oh my God, yes. And like, just and like. Was, yeah. When the baby's interacting with you, Baba, because at the start it seems like really scary, and it's this thing that's caused this door to explode, and there's bits of door in you, yeah. Baba's hair, and then it turns out it's just a big baby. I know it's funny. I feel like there's little like comedy relief scenes here and there, especially with like Chichiro. Like there's a scene where, um, like right at the start, um, Haiku tells her she has he has to she has to go find uh, the, the guy. I don't remember his name. Oh. His name has completely escaped me. Um, he looks a little spidery. Yeah, that's spider guy. Let me try and figure it out. Is it? Is it Yuko? No, 
Maybe. Uh, oh, wait, no, is it Chichiyaku? Or Kam- I'm drawing a complete Kamaji. blank here. Kamaji. Kamaji. It was oh, Kamaji. Kamaji. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Kamaji. Yeah. Um, so he basically tells him, um, Haiku says, go to Kamaji and um, get a job. So on her way, she has to like quietly sneak down. And I thought it was really cute, like the scene on the stairs where she's like, she slowly starts walking and she slips and then she starts like running full force and then she goes like smack into the wall. And I was like, yeah. what the hell? And she like bounces off and it's like, everything's fine. I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, I, I love the cute little things like that. Oh, oh, we have to talk about the little critter things that were oh like carrying God, yes, the yes. coal. Mm, the little dust critters. Yeah, mm. when you're watching it, they looked really familiar. Like it took me a second. But with Kamaji, um, he helps run the the like the steam and stuff with like the bots and like keeps that going with the coal. And his little workers are these little dust critters. And they look exactly um like the same dust critters from my neighbor Totoro or Totoro. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they were so cute and funny as well. So that was yeah. interesting. Did you find anything about that? Did did he um mention anything? Or was that just um, a little I think that's the thing that I forgot to Google. So if you want to Google that now. (laughs) I feel like there's a cute little Easter egg because I like how it kind of made like, you know, it's all kind of connected all these worlds, if that's the point of it. Or maybe it's just like a random little Easter egg. I thought it was really cute though because they were really funny. And they were so sweet and kind and stuff because she always left her shoes there before she went into the bath and they would like, bring her shoes out for her and like befriended her. This is really <gasps> cute. Okay. We have an answer and they are the same thing because mm-hmm. they're either called like traveling soot or soot spirits and oh, they okay. do appear in both films. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they are the same thing. I think they're um, a thing from Japanese folklore. Oh, okay. They're called... I don't know if I'm going to risk trying to pronounce <laughs> this. Susu Watari. Yeah. That's really cool. I like them. It's so cute. <laughs> I feel like, like there's so many cute spirits. I, I really like that, how it's all incorporated in. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, They're cute. I like them. Yeah, 100%. Um, did you want to go into more the back sort of story or like more in depth about the meanings behind I think you said yeah yeah because the Maezaki who's the writer and director he took a lot of inspiration from both the folklore aspects as well as um like the basis of his story was very um reflective of the um economic state of Japan because yeah. in the late 80s there was like a uh it was like a bubble in the real estate and stock market uh which oh. I don't really know much about but it does sound very similar to what happened in like 2007 2008 uh, oh, okay. in America with like the basically like prices people got greedy and then the market crashed 
and there was a recession and oh, it was wow. bad yeah. and basically um Miyazaki said people who were greedy essentially turned into pigs so oh, that, that, that makes sense. her parents turning into pigs is very much linked to that because oh, wow. like they're taking more than they should and mm. like even um Yubaba or was it Haiku one of them said that they said something about the parents like anyone who comes here and um take something that's not theirs or something like that who's greedy yeah. will get I don't, I don't remember the quote but she said something about that that links it makes sense now because I was yeah. like oh yeah and the, and the thing is like they slowly become more and more like pigs because of what they've done and it instead of and it just makes them completely unrecognizable and while we're talking about the recession thing, it's interesting to note that as of May, Japan is once again in recession because oh, wow. of good old Rona. So, oh. and the thing is, like, I feel like we're kind of headed in that same direction, but uh, yeah. see how we go. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the, the other, like, really um, big thing that, uh sort of comes up a lot is the environment thing which i think comes back to the the quote um that maizaki said about like the spirits and like treasuring everything and did you want to talk about like some of the the references that were made to the environment like through like the stink monster the stink monster oh my god yeah sorry stink spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you you see, um, so basically, the they have a lot of spirits who come in to bake, and they don't. Um, Yubaba clearly has something against um, Jitiro, so she makes her and Rin go and clean the the stinkiest bath or the bath which has the stinkiest spirits. Or something like that. And yeah, Rin brings up, like, it's clearly, like, you know, they have something against it. This is done on purpose. And, like, they're mm-hmm. complaining. And you see a spirit come in. Yeah, the spirit, it came in, like, really dirty. And I feel like there was a weird sort of cleansing sort of scenario. I don't know the deeper meaning to it, though. But it's kind of interesting. Like, the way it is portrayed as, like, smelly and gross. But in actuality it had to do with the depth I don't, I don't know if you get what i'm talking about but i feel yeah. like it's got I know what you mean. like yeah it's like the how it was basically like they pulled this bicycle and like a heap of other rubbish basically out of the side yeah. of the spirit which is basically just alluding to the fact that the river is polluted yeah that's quite interesting yeah yeah even this scenario like it's it's not like if you look at the the thing with the paper i know that was probably linked to yubaba's twin sister and stuff oh yeah, yeah the paper thing i didn't yeah. i didn't actually look into that particular thing but do you what's your interpretation of it um yeah i should have looked into it but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's sort of linked to this as well like you see the dragon coming out 
all the um the, the the spirit coming out from the ocean and it's like there's this this paper that's attacking it and it's bleeding and you can see that it's dying that's um mm. haiku's the, the dragon's spirit and i don't know it could be interpreted the same way as this with the nature sort of being harmed and its effects on the spirit yeah they do actually uh they mention the fact that um uh when he transforms back into um uh a boy from being the dragon um yeah. later um he uh Chihiro realizes that he's the Kohaku River and mm-hmm. that um the fact that the river was drained and they've built things on top of it was part of why he forgot his name yeah so it was like basically it's destroying nature is bad which mm. is a pretty good message for a film the, yeah the underlying message yeah because i was gonna say like there's a lot of hidden messages in the film but i feel like there's one overarching sort of one regarding nature mm. yeah you can yeah. see it portrayed like from the start and like it's just it's kind of there but like it's it slowly unravels to the little things that we saw with the bath scenario and stuff but yeah i feel like that could be like the whole sort of situation like i feel like nature is like the, i feel like with a lot of um studio how did you say it ghibli ghibli yeah i feel like with a lot of the studio ghibli films it's all like as you were saying like it's all sort of centered around nature but i feel like there's always that sort of overarching sort of situation where it's like you got to treat nature right if you don't, it sort of unravels and yeah. there's like consequences to the actions. It's like you see throughout the films, but mm. I think this is a big one. Yeah. And it there was, was, um, the, like, basically the fact that, um, Chihiro saves Haku by, um, getting rid of Yubaba's control, basically mm. by, she destroys it with love, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then again, that can also be interpreted as like the in, like the more environmental sort of thing by like loving the river, you sort of destroy uh, the people who treat it badly. You don't destroy the people; you destroy like the control. Yeah. Or like I feel like Yubaba's just another symbol of like control, basically, and like hmm. people being greedy and treating nature badly and other people badly and stuff. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like, like there's so much depth to this like one film. I feel like we mm. could just talk forever, but you really we do could. have to be very off the time though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have the time and I don't think anyone else listening has the time. Uh, we've kind of gone a bit overboard. <laughs> yes, we have. I, I actually how long have we been recording for? Because, like, I don't I, know. <laughs> yeah. It's been more than half an hour. Yeah, we should probably uh, get around to wrapping it up then. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is, you, this is the film you can just. T- uh, Studio Ghibli films in general, you can just. There's so much to unpack. Like, mm-hmm. as I said from the start, there's like. It hits your soul. There's like, there's so much to talk about. But, yeah. But, um, we should talk about our final thoughts. <laughs> we should do that. 
Yeah. <laughs> so your final thoughts? Um, I I really like um just like how subtle a lot of the messages are mm. and like I do enjoy a good good message in a film. Like I like yeah. I like films oh, that have 100%. something to say. Yeah. And I'm glad I rewatched it, even though yeah. it scarred me as a child. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Same. Like I completely agree with you. I I feel like these movies in general they're so beautiful, and I love how it's not just a nice, pretty film. It's also got so much depth beneath it. Like even as a kid, like as a kid, you don't really think about it that much. But I feel like mm. this is like in all like they say family films, but I feel like in a lot in a general sense with a lot of family films out there it's more like they add like a bit of comedy relief for the adults you know what i mean and they have a bit of like um you know humor here and there um adult humor but i feel like in saying that this is a family film it's more like a kid can watch it and like even for us like you can watch it and just admire how pretty it is yeah storyline but at the same time like adults can look at it and they can unravel like the depth that it's got in it you know what i mean Mm. We yeah. can enjoy it, but not just the surface level, but for it's like the depth that the film has in general. Yeah. And I think like the thing is it's to be honest, there's not really much you can fault about the film. Like the, the oh, pacing yeah. is good, like the fact that it hides little clues about the story is good, and then the actual story itself has a lot of deeper meaning and just Yeah stuff. Even when we spoke about yeah. like um the more questionable things, I feel like it is all important to the storyline it all yeah. fit you know what i mean yeah mm. yeah um, but yeah i definitely recommend watching it like it is too out it's quite it's a long film but it's worth the watch i feel like time just kind of flies when you're watching it yeah you know I, mean? I think i think it's a lot not- of ghibli films are very long <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> but yeah they do they focus a lot on like the nature and the little things which mm. I do like because it's, it's so beautiful. Oh, it's just amazing. But you yeah. do, you get sucked in. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when you're watching it, like, because I saw it with my sister, like, we saw, I think there was only, like, um, somehow we went from, like, an hour into, like, almost an hour and a half. And it's kind of, like, where did the time go? Mm. It's crazy. But, yeah. Mm. Um, I think... We should end this. Here. Yes. Yeah. Definitely well, go see it. Yeah. But yeah, it's easy to come across. Like we saw it on Netflix. Yeah, so. Netflix has actually got a heap of uh, Ghibli films on it now. Yeah. I I came across that now. I'm like, wow. I need to start watching some. <laughs> Same. I should really watch more yeah. of them. Mm. Um. But yeah, this is the second last installment to our childhood trauma films <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, second yes yeah, so we've got one more left we're mm-hmm. gonna kind of end on a bang with one of the most traumatic childhood film ever still yes. scars people to this day mm-hmm. my my um, sister has refused to re-watch this film so <laughs> very interesting watch i feel like we we might do a two-parter for this. I'm not 100% sure because there's so much 
conspiracy theories and like this theory so many theories behind the next film we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot <laughs> but yeah i think that yeah. we should end we should end this here so yeah well i'm excited for next connect. week and yeah, uh yeah. i'll say goodbye yeah. goodbye <laughs> goodbye for now